and welcome to the Football Betting Podcast, your home for tips, insight and discussion on the English top four football leagues. I'm your host Tom Pipkin and I'm joined as ever by my co-host Tom Walker. Hi guys, welcome to the show, thank you for tuning in. So in store for you today we've got the Premier League, the Championship League One and League Two. We're going to go through all our favourite picks from those four divisions as usual. We're going to go through the bomb-proof trebles from last weekend, uh, heads up. They were terrible. Um, then we'll go through this week's bomb-proof trebles and then through fantasy football briefly at the end of the show. So without any further ado, shall we dive straight in to the Saturday lunchtime kickoff? If we must. Yes. Uh, <laughs> it's Burnley at home to Everton at 12.30 on Saturday. Burnley 11-8. to The draw 21-10. to And Everton 11-5. to you don't sound too excited about this game, mate. No, no, I'm really not excited about it. It's two <laughs> poor teams uh, right now. Last week, we mentioned that Burnley haven't won since the 12th of December uh, when they beat Stoke in their hopeless stage. Um, it's now March and they still haven't won. Uh, yeah, really, really flat, long period for Burnley and yeah. I don't know how they're, they're still where they are on the table. It, it begs, it <laughs> no. baffles me. It shows um, how inconsistent everybody else has been, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And uh, Everton, especially away from home, have been incredibly poor. Uh, Everton's actually, their last away win came away at Newcastle, 13th of December. Um, and that was shortly after... Um, Big Sam was in when he went on that uh, when he went on that energising run, um, but yeah, no, two out of form teams. For yeah, me. I think uh, Burnley will be really disappointed they didn't beat Southampton last weekend after going one 0 up so close to the end. I feel like the Burnley of September, October, November would have won that game. Um, they usually have been really good at seeing out these tight, close games and grinding out a 1-0, um, but not anymore, it seems. Um, can they get a win this weekend, do you reckon? I don't know. I don't know. The best bet's no bet. I hate starting off this show with, you know, sitting on the fence, but the best bet's no bet for this. You've got two poor teams right now. Um, I, I would not know which way to turn. Uh, I'll turn you in the direction of under 2.5 goals, which is 13 to 20. Well, yeah, that that bet, as you can imagine, interests me greatly. Result-wise, don't want to talk about it. (laughs) Move on. Okay, we'll move on then to Leicester at home to Bournemouth. This is the first of the three o'clocks. Leicester are four to five. The draw is eleven to four, and Bournemouth are sixteen to five. Another game where I feel like I'm going to have to sit on the fence for this one. Um, I've got this one wrote down as a draw. Bournemouth will be pretty energised after coming back from two 0 down at half time last weekend against Newcastle. Leicester will probably be a bit disappointed. They could only manage a draw with Stoke. Yes, definitely. Um. I think it's it's a decent price for Bournemouth, but then again, I had, I did a bit of digging into Bournemouth's away form. Mm. It's not the, not the prettiest. No. Um, their last away victory 
which everyone will point out, I'm sure, was the 3-0 away at Chelsea. So you have to take that into consideration. It was a great result. Their last away win was away at Newcastle on the 4th of November. I believe, if I remember rightly, that was a uh, Steve Cook uh, 90th minute winner. Um, so 4th of November, you have to go back to Bournemouth do not travel well. Um, and like you said, Leicester, slight favourites, rightly so, but should be beating Stoke. Yep, they should. I think Maguire hit the post a couple of times, didn't he? Mares missed an absolute guilt-edged chance. And they fell behind as well in that game to a Shakiri goal. But definitely should be definitely should be beating Stoke. I think this game will have goals. I think you can definitely get both teams to score in this one. Yes, totally agree. Uh, both teams to score is probably the uh, the safer bet. Uh, again, the result is it's a tough one to call it. If I had to, I'd go for Leicester purely because of uh, Bournemouth away form. But I think you're spot on, Tom. I think the uh, the better better price is both teams to score. Yeah, that's eight to thirteen, so it's not too bad, really. No, it's okay. Uh, both teams like to attack, don't they? So you would expect that to come through. Yep. So we'll move on then to Southampton against Stoke. Uh, Southampton four to six, the draw eleven to four, and Stoke four to one outsiders. Another game, and it's another one where I'm scratching my head thinking, Jesus Christ, uh, this one's not going to yeah. be pretty. No, not at all. You know, Southampton, they're not firing on all cylinders, but they have only lost one in their last nine games in all competitions, which, you know, is is very commendable. And Stoke, as we just mentioned, they're coming off the back of a good draw away at Leicester. I would actually tip this as a draw at eleven to four. Stoke, in particular, have, have put together a, a lovely string of draws. Uh, three <laughs> out of the last four games actually have been draws. Um, and Southampton, as I mentioned, only lost one in their last nine. Um, not too many of those victories. Uh, four of them, so five draws. And yeah, I think. Uh, a draw at eleven to four seems about right. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, I do worry for Stoke. They've got a tough run of fixtures left. Obviously, only ten games remaining now in the Premier League. Um, wow, is that it? That's it. Yeah, we're down to the wow. final ten games. Really at the business end. But just to talk you through a few of Stoke's remaining games, they've got City and Spurs left to play at home, and they've got to travel to Arsenal, Liverpool, West Ham and Swansea, um, just to pick out a few of the tougher ones from the last 10. So it's not an easy set of games there. No, that's nearly half of them that are against top six opposition. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're, they're really just going to have to beat the teams in and around them, aren't they? And this Southampton game is a huge game for both teams. They play Swansea on the last day of the season away. That could be an absolutely huge game in terms of who goes down. Yeah, it could be gigantic. Um, it's going to be really tight. Um, yeah, Stoke, what do you think? Staying up, going down? Ooh, staying up. Just. Just. 
Yeah, just. Who's your three this week? It changes nearly every week, but who's your three? West Brom, Huddersfield, and I know before I said Newcastle, I'm going to stick with Newcastle. Really? Yep. Okay. How about yourself? West Brom, Huddersfield. I honestly can't choose. I can't choose. Oh, God. Um, Brighton. Yeah, it's it's going to be it's Brighton. so, so yeah, tough. Brighton. It's so, so I mean, tough. I would love to know what the price would be for any bookmaker if you could choose the correct three right now. Um, you can make a case for Watford down, Watford attempt. I can see Watford getting relegated. 100%. They're only six points off. It's not I can see Watford going down. Um, and they're in 10th. So, yeah, super tight. But, uh, yeah, we predict Stoke just to be safe. Okay, so talking briefly about Swansea there leads us nicely onto Swansea against West Ham. Swansea is 6-4 to four for this one. The draw is 11-5 to five, and West Ham are 15-8. to eight. For me, I'm going to go on the side of Swansea here, um, mainly because they've had really, really strong home form since Carlos Carvajal's taken over. They've won their last six home games in a row, including victories over Liverpool, Arsenal, and that massive 8-1 against Notts County. So their their confidence at home is soaring. Um, West Ham's away form has just been, well, their form in general has been very patchy. Well, yeah, it's, it's, it's not been the best. Um, just West Ham's team is just full of people whose best days have been behind them. So you can run through. Uh, I, I had a look at the starting eleven uh, that played away at Liverpool. Adrian, Creswell, they're probably, you know, as good as they're going to get. Zabaleta, Collins, arguably Ogbonna, Evra for sure. All those players, for me, their best days are behind them. Kuyate and Lanzini. Kuyate and Lanzini, I think, can go on yeah. and be uh, slightly better. Noble, potentially slightly on the decline. Jamario, on the slump of form. Arnautovic, on the up. And then they have players like Hernandez on the bench, Joe Hart, Winston Reid. Like, these players have, have had their day. Yeah. And the, and the team feels old and it feels it feels like it's been built on reputation and name rather than talent. Yeah. And uh yeah, I I I agree with you. Swansea, six to four, uh their home form teamed with West Ham's general poor form and you know, their their poor team, I think is a good bet. Yeah, me too. Really like that price for Swansea. We'll move on then to Spurs against Huddersfield. Again, another three o'clock. Um, Spurs are two to eleven. The draw is eleven to two, and Huddersfield, big outsiders, as you'd expect, fourteen to one. Surely, nothing other than a Spurs win here. Spurs win for sure. Um, the pitch at Wembley is going to be Huddersfield's biggest problem. 
they like to get you know tight, compact, etc., etc. It's going to be a giant, <laughs> giant pitch, and they're going to get run ragged, unfortunately. Yeah, definitely see that happening. Spurs have won ten of the last eleven home games now. What Wembley curse! It's well and truly yeah, can you, that, done with God, that. That seems a long time ago, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it does seem a really long time ago. I wonder if I'll have a... What's their new stadium called? Mm, new what? David Ginola Stadium. <laughs> Levy Klinsman, Court. Yeah, Klinsman Court. All these kind of football manager-esque names. <laughs> How good was it playing football? Well, how annoying was it when you got a new stadium? I remember when me and you, we had our Wrexham files. We both got new stadiums and both of them were called Wrexham Stadium. (laughs) And it was just the the biggest anti-climax ever. ever. Just to give everybody a little bit of background into that particular story... Um, we both started a file on Football Manager like 2012 or something like that. And we were both Wrexham and we took Wrexham from uh, the National League all the way up to the Premier League. And we played the, the game for literally about, it must have been about 15, 16 seasons, probably more. <laughs> it oh, must have been I miss more. that file so hard. But um, yeah. You get to the Premier League with Wrexham. You think after getting them that far, I actually won the Premier League. I thought they're going to name the stadium after me, but no. <laughs> Wrexham, Wrexham Stadium. Wrexham Classic. Stadium. But going back to Spurs, I, I believe it might be called New White Hart Lane, but or I, I don't know for sure. Yeah, well, I wonder if I'll have a curse anyway uh, that will get lifted. <laughs> Who knows? But uh, yeah, not really interested in Tottenham here. Profit chases at two to eleven, um, but we do expect a comfortable home victory. Absolutely. Um, so let's move on then to the final three o'clock, and that's Watford at home to West Brom. Watford are evens. The draw is twenty-three to ten, and West Brom are eleven to four. Pardew is clinging on. Really clinging on. Just one league win out of his 14 games in charge. Um, somebody's leaked to the press that Chris Brunt's been criticising his tactics. Can you just see Watford capitalising on all of this chaos and ill feeling around the club and getting a victory here? At, at 100%. 100%. Just to uh, come clean, Profit Chasers, I was just about to talk about Watford's home form since their new manager. And in classic Watford fashion, didn't know his name, still still don't know it, had to learn it just then off Google. <laughs> Javi Gracia, I think it is, I don't, I don't know. But he's guided them to a 4-1 home win over Chelsea and a 1-0 home win over Everton. And Chelsea and Everton are definitely better than West Brom. 100%. So... For me, I, I would be looking to take a punt on Watford at evens, but as Tom's going to get into it, it's never straightforward with Watford. No, we're just speaking about Watford, and we still don't know any... I don't know what to expect from him. 
I don't know anything about half the players on the team. I don't know anything about the manager. It's all just a, a mishmash of people and players and they finish mid-table every season and they'll recycle a ton of players, get a load of random ones in, recycle the manager, get another random one in and copy and paste season after season. But will they beat West Brom? They certainly should do. Yes. And can I just say for the record, I, I completely understand that being a Nottingham Forest fan is nothing to shout about. But I would rather support Forest than this Watford team a, a million times over. Oh, yeah. What an absolute mess. I agree. Completely agree. Um, what a mess. It must get frustrating as uh, fans of the club just to just have so many random foreign people who probably don't care about Watford at all, to be honest. Of course they don't. They don't give them monkeys. No. Nothing. Um, do you see West Brom sacking Pardew? If they lose this game? Yeah, I think they'll sack him and I think they'll get someone in um, that, you know, they'll look to and kind of an instant effect. They'll look, they'll gamble on someone, I think. Um, and yeah, I, I think they will get rid of him. What do you think? Yeah, I'd agree. Um, you know, looking at their fixtures for the last 10 games, they're, they're definitely some winnable games there. They've got Leicester at home, Bournemouth away, Burnley at home, Swansea at home, Newcastle away, Palace away. So they've still got to play plenty of teams around them. So I definitely think it's worth them rolling the dice on somebody new to try and provide that spark. Yeah, I mean, they've done it before, haven't they? I'm going to go back to Pepe Mel. If you remember him, yes. his period in charge of West Brom. Uh, they brought him in for instant effect. Uh, Pulis was brought in for the same kind of thing. Pardew and whoever's next, uh, they're going to have to go on a miraculous run of games because the whole club is imploding right now. It is, it is. I can't see any real argument for sticking with Pardew, to be honest. I don't know about you, but... No, well, we question the appointment and we've got a lot of these. Uh, we got Hodgson wrong. We thought it was awful. He's done well. Allardyce, we thought, even though he's gone off the rails, he's done all right. Yeah. Um, Lambert's done all right. Pardew's the one that has really dived, that we questioned. And yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I wouldn't stick with him. I, I would not. You can never accept fate. Ever, but I would be looking to get a manager in who's perhaps a bit younger and a bit fresher, um, who will accept the job whether they go down or stay up. Yeah, you've got to think of the all situations, haven't you? And a very real one for West Brom is that they're going to be in the championship next season, so they need to prepare for that. But we'll see. Anyway, yeah. let's move on to the five thirty on Saturday. That's Liverpool against Newcastle. Liverpool one to five, the draw six to one, and Newcastle ten to one. Surely again, nothing other than a, a comfortable Liverpool win for me. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. Um, Newcastle have been relatively solid-ish in the last four games. Uh, nothing alarming, so I don't think it's going to be you know six or seven. No, but uh, yeah, Liverpool. Liverpool, I think they'll initially find it difficult. I think Rafa 
going back to Anfield. I think he'll really want to, uh, you know, get them organised, but eventually it'll get broken down and, you know, lose 2-3-0. Yep, I've got a 3-0 if I had to put a score on it. We saw Newcastle when they came up against Man City a couple of times a few months ago. Kind of frustrated City to just 1-0s and 2-0s in the games there. So, as you said, I don't think it'll be an absolute rout. Um, but a comfortable Liverpool win nonetheless. So, we'll move on to Sunday. Plenty of talking points for this game. It's Brighton at home to Arsenal. Brighton 16 to 5. The draw 13 to 5. And Arsenal 5 to 6 for this one. Now I know you've tipped them to go down, but I could definitely see Brighton getting a win here against a shoddy Arsenal team. Yeah, absolutely. You you can see that. Um is that Brighton's brilliance? Is that Arsenal's poor form? It's a smidge of both, I think. Um, Arsenal were just completely and utterly pathetic in that final. They were. It's embarrassing. It's it's just so bad to watch. When you're walking around the pitch on a, at a cup final, it's... <laughs> Bunch of Instagram players, a lot of them. Honestly, they, a lot, most of them care more about what they're like off the pitch than what they Go are on. on the pitch. Stick it to Bellerin. Thanks. Stick it to Bellerin. Go on. Well, Bellerin's a, Bellerin's a classic case. Classic case. <laughs> but there's plenty of us in there that are, uh, you know, all over social media and doing absolutely nothing on the pitch. Yeah. Um, yeah, give me a Lee Dixon over a Bellerin any day. But... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, they they were they were awful. They've taken a lot of criticism away from home, especially against the smaller teams. They've been really poor anyway. Um, they're on a, they're in the spotlight again. One thirty kickoff, uh, Sky Sports. Yeah, right. And if Hutton surely is going to send his boys out for for murder, yeah. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, he knows that they. They're there for the taking, surely. Um, Arsenal do play Man City on Thursday this week um, at the Emirates. I don't expect them to win that game at all. I could easily see City turning them over again. Yeah, we're recording this on a on a Wednesday night. Um, so, yeah, I'm happy to just assume that Man City win 3-0, yeah. in all honesty. Yeah, me I too. can't see myself being too wrong. No, I don't think you will be either. Um, without wanting to retread on old ground too much, do you think it's time for Wenger to go at the end of the season now? Yes, yes, yes. It's been a long time coming. Should have gone last season. Last season was huge. I think there were some changes behind the scenes. Lost a bit of his power. Yeah. The thing, things are exactly the same, if not worse. And the club's in... Uh, the club is in a similar state to West Brom in terms of uh, what they're achieving for you know where they should be, yeah. in my opinion. Um, would you say that he should say he's going to go now? Or do you think he should wait and just say, OK, call a press conference, I'm calling it a day? I think he should wait. His legacy does deserve a bit more respect. Um, but then again, if he comes out now and says I'm leaving, maybe people 
will start to appreciate him and maybe people will make, you know, a bit of a tribute to him yeah. in the last 10 games. Uh, what do you think? Uh, if I was him, um, I'd do that. I'd just... Because they, they're not going to get top four, are they? Um, they're still in the Europa League. I doubt they're going to win it. Um, very much so. Especially because they've got a pretty tough tie in the next round with AC, against AC Milan. Um, I'd do what you say. I'd, I'd announce that I'm going to leave at the end of the season. Then people will just take the foot off giving him a ton of flack and just the last 10 games can kind of be Arsene Wenger appreciation until he goes yeah. at the end of the season. Because he does deserve it for what he's done to the club, especially in his first 10 or so years there. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I, I think you're, you're probably right, actually. Yeah. Right. Um, we'll move on then to Man City at home to Chelsea, which is the four o'clock kickoff on Sunday. Big, big game. Uh, City are four to seven favourites. The draw, 16 to five. And Chelsea are 17 to four outsiders. Um, rightly so for me. I've got this one down as a City victory. Yeah, I, you can't fancy Chelsea, can you? Chelsea of last year uh, would have gone there and been very, very sticky opposition. Yeah. And you would never, ever bet against them. But this year, yeah, City for me. Yeah, um, going to be on a high after winning the Carabao Cup. Probably going to beat Arsenal again, as we say, on a Thursday night. Uh, Conte in the week expressing his interest in the Italy job. Um their top four position is seriously under threat, especially after they lost to Man U after leading last weekend. Um, I personally expect them to miss out, but I just think it's all going to kind of implode a little bit for me now. For Chelsea, I think Conte is going to leave at the end of the season. They're going to miss out on the top four and they're probably going to lose to Barcelona in the Champions League next leg. Yeah, uh, the Italy job is, you know, it's where Conte really really made himself a name, didn't he, on the world stage. And Italy are in dire need of someone like him, so I think it, it suits all parties. Yeah. Probably benefit Chelsea as well. Uh, yeah, because Chelsea, we've mentioned before, as much as we criticise Watford, Chelsea are exactly the same. They're just more successful with it. Yep. Spot on. Spot yeah. on. Win the league, finish mid-table, or drop out the top four. And then new manager in, win the league. It's just, it's bizarre, <laughs> but it seems to work. Yeah, it does. Um, we'll go to the final game in the Premier League then this weekend. That's Monday. It's 8 o'clock, Monday night football. Crystal Palace at home to Manchester United. Palace are 11-2. to two. The draw 14-5. to five. United 11-20. to 20. For me, I think... United will get this one done, but I don't trust them enough to back them at 11-20, to 20, to be honest, because Palace can definitely spring a surprise. Yeah, they can. They're depleted, aren't they, with injuries. They had an yeah. academy debutant at right-back, which, you know, Messi started some way. He was an, an academy uh, debutant at one stage, but, you know, Palace are depleted a little bit. Um yeah, I'm the same as you. United, they just don't excite me. I've, I've, I have issues with their team and stuff. And yeah, yeah. United are going to win, but don't bet on it because they're a tight price. Let's move on to the second tier, the 
championship. Yeah. Tom Pipkin, what do you make of the championship this week? It's not bad. It's not bad. It's better than Leagues 1 and 2. I'll give it that. Um, I'll start us off with what I definitely think should win it. A pretty generous price, actually. That's Aston Villa at home to QPR, and they're 8-11. to 11, And I imagine you've got this one written down yourself. Um, it should be Correct. a pretty routine win for Villa. They're actually unbeaten at home in the league since the 4th of November. Um, in the nine games since then, they've won six of them and drew just three. QPR, on the other hand, have just come off the back of a 5-2 spanking from Karanka's boys. Um, they are generally very poor on the road. They've lost four out of the last five. And I think Villa will definitely claim the three points in a pretty comfortable victory here. Yeah. Absolutely agree. Uh, I think we were talking in a week, weren't we? We uh, we now firmly, well, we have done for a few weeks. We firmly expect uh, Wolves, Villa, and Fulham. That's mine and Tom's three that yeah. we think are going to uh, they're going to get promoted. So, yeah, could definitely see that happening, buddy. Um, and you're right, I did have that wrote down. Um, I'm going to quickly dive into the Barnsley Norwich gate. Uh, yeah, the Barnsley-Norwich game. I'm going to go for both teams to score. Okay. Uh, Norwich, how they, they're unbeaten in their last six games. They've scored in every single one, apart from, ironically, their last game, which was a blank, a rare, rare blank against Bolton. Uh, for their last blank in the league, you have to go back to the 30th of December. Uh, Barnsley, they're not pulling up any trees, but Ollie McBurney, the loan signing from uh, Swansea has really hit the ground running in mm. recent weeks. Uh, they've managed to put together um, a run which seen which has seen them lose one of their last four games. Every single one of those games they've scored. Um, and yeah, I'm going to go for both teams to score, which is actually 10 to 11. Good price, that. Good price. Good little bit of research behind it. So yeah, I can definitely see that one happening. Um I'll take us to the den for Millwall at home to Sunderland and they're 8-11 to 11 as well. Millwall are unbeaten in their last eight league games, uh, the best run of the season. And when you're as poor as Sunderland are, then the den is definitely not a place you want to be going. Um, they've lost four out of the last five away games. It's the, you know, the rock bottom of the table. Not a good time to be a Sunderland fan. and I don't think it's going to get any easier. No. Sunderland uh, is. I honestly, I really did think when Coleman came in, he'd keep them up. Yeah. I, th- I think they're going. I think they're going. Yeah. Well, the problem is they've only won five out of thirty-four games. It's absolutely terrible. Yeah, that's awful. That is absolutely awful. Um, yeah, not a good, uh, not a good time to be a black cat. It hasn't been good for a long time, really. Um, and yeah, I think same as you had it wrote down. Uh, Millwall to win uh, I'm going to go to the playoff picture and the uh, chase for automatic promotion and uh, initially this game may scare you when you when you first look at it um, but I, I'm feeling confident uh, I'm looking at Derby County at home to Fulham uh, and I'm siding with the away side yep. Fulham are priced at 9-5 to five. Fulham have gone on a fantastic run 
Um, they're going away to a Derby team that have won one of their last six home games. Um, the iPro is a real sticky spot for Derby right now. Um, and Fulham, um, they've actually only, their last league defeat was the 16th of December. Since then, they've only lost once, and that was home to Premier League Southampton in the FA Cup. Uh, Fulham are on absolute fire. Uh, they have won six of their last eight games. The other two draws away at Bolton and Bristol City, which are, in their own rights, tough places to go. So, yeah, for me, um, I don't think it's you know a, an absolute certainty, but Fulham, 9-5, to five, look unstoppable away at Derby. Lovely price for such an informed team as well. We saw how good they are yeah. when they beat Wolves. What surprised me, Mitrovic has been a really good signing for them. Yeah, he has. He's been fantastic, hasn't he? Yeah. Um, just needed someone to give him a chance. I still think he can do it at Premier League level. Yeah, yeah. We're still a pretty young guy, isn't he? Our early 20s, I think. So definitely yeah. could make the step up, possibly permanently with Fulham if they get promoted. Um, yeah, who yeah. Do you think if they do go up, they'll keep Sessegnon? Or do you think he's going to get prized away anyway? No, I think he's going. I don't think it matters. Uh, he looks way too good for the championship. And how old is he? 17, 18? Uh, he doesn't seem to ever get any older. I think he's still 17. He, he's gone from a attacking left back to a devastating left winger. Yeah. And... Um, yeah, I think I think he's gone regardless. And I always see him linked with Spurs. I think that's a perfect club for him. Yeah, and uh, what what would really disappoint me is that if he got a move somewhere and he just spent loads of time on the bench and didn't really get a game. But I do think at Spurs, with the reputation they've got for blooding younger players, I do think he'll get plenty of opportunities there. Yeah, absolutely. If Fulham are, If Fulham get promoted... He should think a little harder. Um, if Fulham don't pull it off, then he's yeah he's got to go. Yeah, yeah. If they got if they got promoted, he he would easily play ninety minutes week in week out in the Prem, which would be great for his development. Then he could probably look at going the season after that. I think a player of his talent, he's the opportunity is always going to be there for him. I think. And English as well, which yeah. is just awesome. Slaps a premium on him. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> easily going to cost you thirty-five million. Oh, no. Yeah. Easy. Um, I've got another game then that I want to talk through, and that is Nottingham Forest. Do you agree? Do you want to heckle me before I dive into this one? Nobody. I have Forest wrote down. Um, don't get me wrong. I'm not particularly, you know, not particularly excited about uh, <laughs> tipping Forest. I, I very rarely do. Um, and, you know, I'm hoping that this is going to be Karanka's first win because uh, at home, because he still hasn't won a home game. That's one, no, no. that's one thing that scares me still. Yeah, so Forest are 10-11 to 11 to win this game at home to Birmingham. Um, off the back of that great 5-2 victory away at QPR last weekend, which now means that Forrest has scored just under 22% of their total goals this season against QPR. Holy, that's crazy. Yeah, if only we could play them every single week. Um, Jeez. <laughs> so Forrest are on a high after that win. 
you're kind of looking at how bad Birmingham are here. They've lost four in a yeah. row, um, no goals scored, 10 conceded. Um, last time they played away, they got absolutely spanked by Brentford 5-0. Steve Cottrell is under so much pressure right now. Um, I do think, actually, if they lose this game, he'll get the sack. Yeah, and um, relegation, I've said it before, I'll say it again, is exactly what Birmingham deserve. Yeah. Um, so I would be delighted to watch them fall through the trap door. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like, Forest, I'm, I'm kidding, like, when I'm so pess- pessimistic. It's just because it's Forest, right? Um, they have improved, um, especially the last three games. Um you know, nil-nil away at Burton. They had 10 men for over an hour. Uh, Reading, they played really well. We're unlucky to lose that ge- uh, to draw that game. And absolutely spanked QPR. Perfect opponents. And 10-11. Uh, to 11. It, It's very, very tempting. It's a really good price. Yeah. Um, if you do fancy Forest minus one, I, ha- I couldn't help myself but look into this. Oh, oh my <laughs> God. What is this? I couldn't help myself. Um, that's three to one, so that's a pretty nice price. Because I could see a two 0 or something. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, perfect opponents. Yeah. Um, any more for the champ for you? Yeah, one more for me. Sheffield United refusing to let that playoff dream die, aren't they? They are. They refuse. Yeah. Um, me and you were thinking that that you know they're probably out of the race. They're going to slowly, slowly fall down. But they're not. They, they wrestled back in there uh, Tuesday night. They managed to climb back into the playoff spots. 3-1 away win at Reading. Um, so, great result for them. And they're at home to a Burton team. Pretty much whoever plays Burton, I fancy. <laughs> fancy yeah. the opponents. They're 4-9. Yeah. So, it's not the best price you're going to see all weekend. But, should happen. Yeah, I'd agree. Um I've also got Wolves against Reading wrote down here. Five thirty Saturday kickoff. Wolves not the best price though, two to five, but they should be a pretty inconsistent Reading team. Yes, yes, they should do. Yeah, totally agree with that. Shall we move on to League One then? Yeah, let's uh, let's go down the tier. Kick us off, Tommy Walks. Well, I want to I want to uh, start off with Rochdale. Uh, big talking point at the moment, Rochdale. Uh, obviously, we're recording this on a Wednesday evening. So the tie against uh, Tottenham has just finished. At one stage, it looked looked pretty good when they drew uh, when they equalised uh, on the 31st minute. Little did they know they'd go on to concede five more and lose 6-1. Yeah, they got Laurentiis. Uh, they did, Tom. They got Laurenti <laughs> spot on. Um, so now, you know, that kind of escape um, is out of the way. You know, the fans are looking like they're really enjoying themselves. They had a great day out of Wembley. Back to reality, unfortunately, um, for Rochdale. And it's kind of waking up from a fantastic dream uh, and realising that you're not dating Angelina Jolie. You're not a movie star. Um, Rochdale are bottom of League One. Bottom. No escaping that. Uh, 11 points from safety. Uh, I think they're going to be mentally and physically drained 
Um, and I think they may struggle with a little bit of uh, motivation as well, uh, back to the grind. And they've got probably, arguably, the worst opponents that they could possibly have right now. They have Plymouth Argyle, who, as we keep mentioning, out of nowhere, are just flying into playoff contention. Uh, they have now won, won their last six games in a row. Yeah. Um, they've lost once since the start of December. Um, and, yeah, they're 11 to 5 away at Rochdale. That is a great price. For me, that's probably the outsider price of the entire weekend. Yeah, absolutely. I I couldn't believe it when I when I see my eyes, to be honest. I honestly had to look twice. I thought there was a mistake. Yeah, yeah. Um, I fully expect Plymouth to continue their hot streak and cement their position in the playoffs. Definitely, definitely. Um, I'm going to go to Southend at home to Walsall. That's 21-20. to 20. So, Southend have won all three home games since Chris Powell took charge. They've beaten Scunthorpe at home, Wigan at home, Portsmouth at home, and they scored, they scored three past each of those teams. So, they've got really strong home form against some decent opposition. Um, again, I think they'll beat Walsall, who are pretty inconsistent now, just fizzling out into another season of mid-table mediocrity. Um, you can get Southend minus one at three to one, which I think is a is a very good price because I could see them scoring a couple here. Yeah, totally agree. Took that one right off my notes. Um, <laughs> loving Chris Powell right now, um, and yeah, again another team absolutely on form that I want to talk about is Rotherham United. Um, they just completely out of nowhere. Um, losing 1-0 in a 90th minute at home to Doncaster. They went on and scored in a 90th and what was it, Tom? 103rd, I think. 103rd minute to beat Doncaster and keep their own amazing run going. Uh, They have won their last seven. They've not lost in the last 14 games, which includes three draws. 11 wins and three draws in the last 14 games. Just incredible. Yeah. Uh, they're away at Gillingham. Uh, Gillingham, they, they went through a decent patch, didn't they? Um, yeah. But they're kind of back to Gillingham, really. 11th <laughs> in the table. Um, very, very average team. And only one win in the last six. And Rotherham are priced at a tempting 21 to 20. Yeah, Rotherham are in really good form, really, really good form. Um, and I think they they should beat a Gingham side who are pretty out of form now after going on a really good run. I think Gillingham will be pleased with where they are now. They're in a bit of relegation bother up until around Christmas time and they've really pulled clear of that. They're going to be safe. So job done as far as Gillingham are concerned for me. Yeah, job done and uh, kind of coast through to the end of the season yeah absolutely I've got one game on the double chance here that's Northampton away at Blackpool um, Northampton is 16-5 to five on the nose which is a decent outside price but double chance 9-10 to 10. Blackpool themselves have picked up a little bit recently, they're unbeaten in the last 5 games but 
Northampton have had some decent away results over the last few weeks. Um, they won away at Bradford, they drew away at Blackburn, won away at FC Wimbledon and drew away at Scunthorpe. So they've not lost in their last four away games against some pretty tricky opposition there. Um, and Blackpool, even though they've had a bit of an upturn in form, don't really represent the sternest opposition. So I think double chance for Northampton, who perform better away than they do at home, is a decent shout. Yeah, agreed. Um, if, yeah, if I had to bet on that, I'd definitely go for the Cobblers. Um, not that I want to bet on it. I just want your uh, opinion on a really big game. Um, 12 o'clock on Sunday, Blackburn-Wigan. Uh, two mm. big teams to both go in for the title, it has to yeah. be said. Um, Blackburn, finally top of the table. Wigan with four games in hand on Blackburn. <laughs> um, what do you think to to the tie? Sir Ewood Park? Great tie. Oof. Which way is it going to go? <laughs> I don't know. I really don't know. Um if Blackpool, if Blackburn win this, they'll be what nine points ahead of Wigan. Wigan will obviously have the four games in hand, but we said it before. I'd rather have points on the board than games in the bank. So quite a gap to overhaul there. If you push me, I'd say Blackburn. Blackburn, okay. And uh, just a quick word: um, Can you give me a three to be promoted from League One? Blackburn, Wigan, Rotherham. The teams that went yeah. down are going to come back up, which is a bit weird. Yeah. It never happens. Yeah. I agree. That, that never happens. Breaks my heart to say that Shrewsbury won't make it, but yeah. I think the cream will rise to the top, unfortunately. Yeah, I'd love to see Plymouth get up through the playoffs, so I really would. That would be an incredible story. That would yeah. just be fantastic. And I, I always liked Plymouth. I thought, you know, wear cool colours, decent little stadium. Uh, when I was a teenager and stuff, they were always a uh, championship team and everything. So, yeah, yeah, good little club. Yeah. But anyway, um, I'm assuming League One is uh, done and dusted for yourself. All done, mate. All done. Let's move on to the fourth tier. Yeah. League Two. We're Tom saying. Pipkin. Go on, say it, say it again. Let's move on to the fourth tier. League Two. Tom Pipkin, take it away. Yeah, worth saying before we go into any games that this was an absolute pig of a league last weekend. Absolute upset city. Yeah, we we went through, didn't we, um, over the weekend of, you know, all the games in League Two. We think one favourite won in League Two last week, and that was Notts County. It's, <laughs> it's not good, it we were saying we were touting this division last week on the podcast as an absolute gold mine, but it turns out the gold mine was rigged. Um, fool's gold. Fool's gold indeed. Teams like Luton suffered unexpected heavy losses. Wickham, Lincoln, um, Crawley, Mansfield Shock. could only draw against Coventry. Swindon lost. Yeah, Madness. just a, a weird, weird, weird. Yeah. Weird week. Just very bizarre. Yeah. Um, I'm going to start us off with hopefully what will be a few better uh, better results this weekend for uh, <laughs> profit chasers in League Two. Uh, I'm going to start with Accrington Stanley. 
uh, Accrington are away at Newport. Um, so we've got Accrington Stanley in second position. Um, they have a game in hand on Wickham and they're three points ahead of them. Um, and then down to the final automatic spot, um, Notts County, Clinging, sorry. Stanley in second. Uh, they are four points clear of Notts County. Notts uh, are just outside the automatic spots. And uh, they've got a game in hand as well. Um, so in a real good position. Um, Newport dropped off drastically. Yeah. Looks like they may be knocking on the door of the outside of the playoffs. Now they've slumped to 13th. Um, and it's nine points, the difference. And it's not looking good. Uh, they've got Accrington Stanley coming to town. Uh, Accrington have been on fantastic form. Newport have been on dreadful form. Uh, you have got Newport, who haven't won any of their last eight games. Their last win was 19th of January at home to Crawley. And on the flip side, we've got Accrington Stanley, who have lost one in their last 11 games. Um, Accrington priced at a very tasty 13-8. to 8. Yeah, uh, I'd agree with that. The Newport slump is disappointing um i'd like to see them done a bit better after they pulled off the great escape last year it's good to see them do so well this season but shame they couldn't really surmount much of a playoff push really but at least they had a good fa cup run if you if you spoke to them at the end of last season and said you're going to finish mid-table you go on a nice cup run you're going to draw against Spurs and you're going to go to Wembley. Yeah. They'll rip your head off. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. They've had a good season. Um, just goes to show how well they've done that there's a bit of a hollow feeling that they're not doing better. Yeah. Yeah. There's a great foundation to push on from next season. Yeah. 100%. I'll take us to Swindon then next. Um, they're at home to Yeovil and I thoroughly expect Swindon to win this game. Uh, Their home form has been very good recently. They've won the last five home games in a row. Um, It's a way where they've kind of been dropping the points. Yeovil, on the other hand, have kind of got the reverse form. So their home form tends to be a lot better, whereas away, they've only won one in their last six games. So we've got really strong home form meeting, poor away form. Swindon obviously still chasing those three automatic promotion spots. And I think they'll get the three points here against a Yeovil side that are looking like they'll finish lower mid-table now. Yeah. Um, Swindon always baffle me. They always baffle me that they're still <laughs> seventh. Yeah. Um, I never really consider them to be uh, part of the playoff picture, but you always want to bet on those teams because they just quietly go about, do their business. Yeah, well, they've hardly drawn any games. They've won the second most games in the league. Um, they've only drawn three. Wow. So they're very yeah, and that, and that'll be why it feels like you can't trust them because yeah. I feel like they lose every week, but in <laughs> reality, they win more than, than most teams. There's just no draws. Yeah. So yeah, it's very black and white. So one final team for me before we wrap up uh, the Football League, that's Exeter at home to Chesterfield. Exeter currently sitting sixth in League Two. Uh, on 58 points, just four points off Wickham in third. 
They're at home to Chesterfield this weekend and they're priced at 17 to 20. They've won six of the last eight home league games, so pretty strong home form, one of the best in League Two. And Chesterfield, they did win last weekend, but before that they lost their previous four games in a row, so very, very patchy form for the team down at the bottom of the table. Um, I think Exeter have too much for Chesterfield here. Yeah, uh, if I had to gamble on that game, I would certainly agree with you there. Cool. Well, that wraps up the Football League then, so let's move on and recap last week's bomb-proof trebles. We'll kick off with my bomb-proof treble this week. Let's just get it over and done, sweep it under the rug, because it's absolutely terrible. Probably the worst one I've ever done on the show. Um, I had Forest Green Rovers crawling both teams to score, and it finished 2-0 to Forest Green. He also had Yeovil score over 1.5 goals and uh, they lost 1-0 to Carlisle. And I had Luton minus one and they drew 2-2 to Cheltenham to cap off an absolutely horrendous treble. Yeah. <laughs> uh, mine, mine wasn't much better. Um, I had Mansfield to win. Uh, they could only draw one all at home to Coventry. They had 10 men for over an hour. He also had the high-flying Wickham, free-scoring Wickham. And they lost 4-2 to uh, rejuvenated Kevin Ellison's Morecambe. I did get the only victory <laughs> to represent the uh, podcast. And Rotherham managed to win in the 100th, 103rd minute to beat Doncaster 2-1. Yeah, the less said about these troubles, uh, the better. For anybody new that's listening to the show this week, it's very rarely like this. Don't worry, we promise yeah. you. It's very rarely yeah. like this. Yeah, we're not going to say we win every week, but geez, we come a lot closer than that. But um, <laughs> what we just realised is, we, you know, we mentioned that League Two, not a single favourite won. Yeah, and when you consider that we tipped six teams or six games, and only one game was not a League Two game, yeah, it's uh, not yeah. not looking good. No, no, not at all. It promised so much, but delivered ultimately so little, didn't it, last weekend? But alas, we move on to this week and uh, this week's bombproof troubles. All right, guys. So I imagine what's happening right now. You're listening to the show. Put those sunglasses on. We've got the vacation treble to keep <laughs> you. <laughs> We got the vacation treble, the pack your bags treble. Um, this treble is made up of three away teams, um, hence the name. So we're going to start off in League One. Uh, they did it for us last week. The only team that came out of Saturday with any recognition and any praise at all is Rotherham United. They're away at Gillingham. They're priced at twenty-one to twenty. Plymouth. They are away at Rochdale. They are priced at 11 to 5. And Accrington Stanley, who have actually got an international vacation this weekend, uh, they're away at Newport County. They're priced at 13 to 8. And £10 on returns a ginormous, if you're driving, put your seatbelt on. It should be anyway. £10 on, £172. 20 pence. Wow, that is enormous. Jesus Christ. But we, it's 
the two most on-form teams in League One. Plymouth won six in a row, Rotherham won seven in a row. And then Accrington, who are again one of the most on-form teams in League Two. Yeah, that is a there's gigantic... Me- there's method to the madness. A gigantic vacation treble. Vacation treble, buddy. Oh, yeah. If if you win, if uh, Profit Chasers, if you do win this, you can go on your own vacation. Probably just don't choose Rochdale, Gillingham or Newport. <laughs> just shocking, shocking locations. But anyway, Tommy P, have you got? So my treble is a stay-at-home treble. No holiday, like holiday at home. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go for Southend at 21 to 20. They're at home to Walsall. I'm going to go to Aston Villa. They're at home to QPR and they're 8 to 11. And I'm going to go for Nottingham Forest. They're 10 to 11 at home to Birmingham. And £10 on all that pays £68. And I've just worked it out as well. If you do fancy being a bit more adventurous and um, backing all of those teams at minus one, which I definitely think could could win, um, you'd get £545. Wow. 545? <laughs> 545 off the minus one treble for that. Wow. You've pretty much just dwarfed me. <laughs> but but um, on the nose, no minus ones, no funny business like that. £68, which is still a pretty decent return, I think. Yeah. Wow. Okay, yeah. That's that's very solid. Very, <laughs> very, very solid. Remember, guys, we are partnered with Quiff, the home of Supercharged Betting. Uh, place your bomb-proof treble with them, and Tom's £68 return could be quiffed to who knows what. 200, 130, uh, it's a really fun concept and you know what we read out if you bet with Quiff is a minimal return. That's right, that's right. Imagine if you put £10 on the minus one treble and instead of £545 return you could easily be looking at over £1,000 return. Easy. Wow, stop it, stop <laughs> it. A little speculative one for you there. Oh yeah, well that's it. In that Quiff, uh, the possibilities are literally endless. Literally. So uh, yeah, if you're interested, guys, in joining the uh, joining the hype, uh, you can download their app using our links. Uh, they're in the podcast description. Uh, they're on the Twitter bio as well, and uh, they're on Facebook. So join in, download the app, and uh, let us know if you get quiffed. Absolutely, and obviously. The more people download the app, the more the podcast is supported as well, and we can bring you better quality content. So, we'll move on now then to fantasy football briefly, shall we? Yeah, let's move on to fantasy football. Um, Premier League is back in a swing of things. Um, last week, obviously, we had some fixtures. Tom, how did you do? Uh, very mediocre, 35 points for me this week. Um, currently, as I look at the table anyway, um, it's still Niall McNally bring them action um, at the top. Liam Keane, hot on his heels, uh, just 13 points off. And then we got Daniel Atkinson in third, a little bit further back, 22 points off Niall. And then Tom Arnold in fourth and so on and so forth. Um, 
Tom Pipkin, where are you in the table now? You, you've climbed. You're oh my god, you're up to forty third. Dizzy Heights of forty third, mate. Out of wow. fifty three now. I think it's because now we've got fifty three players in the league. So it. it hey. <laughs> uh, yeah, the chances are more people that join. You know, some are going to be better, some are going to be worse. So I think, well, it's, I think it's hard be, to be worse. <laughs> I think you're being catapulted up the league by oh, everyone else's shit. low scores. G- give me some credit. I've been good recently. Yeah, not bad. Still in thirtieth myself. So yeah, I, I have to scroll quite a distance to get to you from where I am. I'd just like to so, point out that there's less than a hundred points between us, which is more than capable of being bridged. Not a pro- I have a secret weapon, anyway. I have a player who consistently scores points for me that no one else has, and I just love him. Who's that? So, well, I'm not going to tell you in a profit chasers, am I? Well, let's look at your team, then. Well, mm, maybe. Maybe he's uh, not in this week. Maybe he's uh, got a slight knock. Who knows? Anyway, enough mystery over. <laughs> Enough hang on, sorry. hang on. You've got storage in your team. Yeah, that was a mistake. He got in. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I would take a chance on him. Jesus. I thought I'd take a chance on him. I still I still think he's got something. And I was hoping he wouldn't collapse. <laughs> but yeah, uh, he has. Uh, but that's okay. I think i got Martin Albrighton. Um coming in, who uh, got an absolutely wild, wild, wild two points. So, he's on his way. Okay then, guys. So, that's Fantasy Football. If you do want to join at this late stage, the links are going to be in the podcast description and on social media. Um, The best thing that you can do for us as a show, if you want to give something back, is to rate and review us on iTunes or alternatively download Quiff um, using our links in the description or on social. Again, that will go every bit of the way to supporting the podcast so we can either climb the rankings um, or help grow the show in terms of quality of content. Yeah, absolutely. We would uh, appreciate that to the moon and back. 100%. Uh, Is there anything else you'd like to add for this week, Tommy Walks? No, pretty much. Um, just very excited for the weekend. Um, yeah, back with a vengeance on Saturday. Absolutely. Just one more thing to point out. Your fun, your fantasy football kit is disgusting. It's two-tone purple with red sleeves, profit chasers. It's... Ugh. I'm going to leave and, it, and be sick. It's based, it's based on the Toronto Raptors, actually. They're a basketball team that I like. And I, for one, actually like it. So, well, personal opinion. I imagine yours is grey, is it? Uh, probably. Yeah, exactly. You're so bloody... No, it's not. You no, it's not. It's a nice shade of deep blue with white shorts. So, there you go. Whatever. Anyway, <laughs> thank you for listening, guys. Um, take it easy enjoy the weekend if you uh, do manage to cash in on one of our bombproof trebles please share the screenshot with us on social media absolutely it's been a pleasure guys thanks for listening good luck for the bets for the weekend